0: Hello and welcome to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Just a massive thank you before we start to wherever you are listening to this. Just a word of warning we do this podcast three times a week, but we're not always sure which day it's going to be on. So the only way to keep your finger on the pulse and listen to the latest episode is to subscribe, get notifications. Why not drop us a review while you're there? Right, enough of that. Let's talk some rugby. I'm Ben James, I'm joined by Andy Howell today for another podcast this week. How are you doing, Ant? Not long since the last one? No, it's not, Ben, but uh, yeah, doing well, thanks, Ben. We're still
1: uh, it, getting over the World Cup now, we're looking ahead now to the uh, Wales's next game. It's coming up uh, rapidly against Barbains and we've got a big uh, European weekend for the regions.
0: I say we got two weekends of European rugby, doesn't it? It feels odd having European rugby because the World Cup's only just ended and we're suddenly thrown into European rugby. It's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Um, and we'll, we'll we'll touch on Europe in a bit but let's start with the big news that's broken since the last podcast a massive injury blow not just for Wales but for the Scarlets uh, Rhys Patchell out for three to four months John Davis out for six months um, that's just a, a massive double blow isn't it for Wayne Pivak and Brad Moore
1: yeah it certainly is isn't it um, um, Jonathan Davis Wales losing him you know he's one of their um, best players um, real force at centre Plus his experience, you know, and he um, and he's hugely respected by the opposition. Uh, he's just a top player, isn't he? It's um, so unfortunate, but uh, that's where you get rugby. Um, of course, he did the injury uh, during the World Cup when he set up a try against uh, Fiji. So he got uh, tattled, failed a fitness test, couldn't play against France. Managed to be, uh, uh, get himself right, or partially right, for the World Cup semi-final with South Africa and I was surprised actually he played in the third place playoff against New Zealand but now he needs an uh, an operation
0: let's touch on that because obviously he had I think Gareth Anscombe when he did his knee against England at Twickenham the union got a lot of stick on Twitter and on social media because he played about 10-15 minutes beyond that initial injury and that ended up costing the World Cup whether those 10-15 minutes did you in Wales, you, dispute that yeah the, the, exactly that, he you know you so didn't do any further damage exactly they say he didn't but people still gave him stick on social media John Davis played in a third fourth playoff match that meant nothing when he when he'd already missed out on games in the tournament through a knee injury obviously Hadley Parks was being strapped together by by plasters and and, and sticky tape at that point and he, he couldn't really afford to play another game but John Davis, given his history of knee injuries, what, what what was the point in him playing that game against New Zealand?
1: I'm not sure. Um to me, you know, he was still playing for a bronze medal. And uh, you know, Wales, when he finished third in the World Cup once before, so they were, could have uh, matched that, which does mean a lot. Though I was under the... You know, I thought before that game the packs would play, you know, whether he was stuck together or what, because I didn't think his injuries were as serious as Jonathan Davis is. So, uh, yeah, I was really su- shocked to see him on the uh, Davis on the team. Uh, she, what well, we don't know... Is whether the initial injury he suffered against uh, Fiji uh, it, it, has he done further damage to it, uh, or was it a case as one of those injuries where you could uh, get you know you could play a few games afterwards or for a while you know and then at some stage you're going to need surgery to correct it? We don't know.
0: I, I got the impression it's, it's the latter because I remember Matt did a piece out there, didn't he, which was between the France and the South Africa game which basically said that the scans had shown up clear on John Davis's knee there was no sort of clear damage to it but there was still swelling and he still had to pull out of the France game which gave the impression to me that there is some problem there that's going to need surgery at some point but it's not you know it's not like a it's not like a clear ligament or a clear fracture
1: yeah but he must have sustained ligament damage yeah exactly to be Out for six months because yeah. if it was just a clean out he won't be out for six months No, be out for a matter of weeks
0: no, but it was always going to be a case that he was going to need surgery sooner rather at some point, wasn't he? One really with this injury.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I suppose the other thing, some people's, you know, scarlet fans are uh, uh, perhaps rightly up in arms about it if they think that uh, uh, that um, they wonder whether. They, um you know, if he wasn't right, whether he should play in uh, in the semi-final or certainly the third place uh, playoff, because if he did sustain more damage, during that uh, third place uh, playoff, it would be a bit, uh, you know, a bit daft,
0: really. Yeah, it's cool, and I think the semi-final most scarlets fans I've seen can accept because at the end of the day it's a World Cup semi-final.
1: Yeah, for sure. And of course, um, and he you want spoke, your best players he, playing,
0: yeah. and uh, he wanted to play in it. It could be his, probably his last World Cup. And in fairness, he'd spoke about the week before about how. Um, if he wasn't right for that game he'd pull himself out like he did against France only only he can sort of answer whether whether that was the case for the South Africa game you know it's all well and good saying if I'm not fit I'll, I'll pull out of the semi-final but it's a World Cup semi-final how, how many people yeah, would sort but of you, but, but you know you've
1: got a duty to your teammates and if that's you don't true fit, you know if you know you're not right or know you're not uh, fit enough to do yourself justice I think Jonathan Davis is a sort of bloke and he's been on the block so long and he's a team man who would, if he didn't feel right, he would have pulled up So I think he must have felt right to play in that, uh, play in that match and he did have a part in Wales' uh, try. Um, you, you know, and he and he did his job in that game, you know. It was a tight sort of game so perhaps he didn't yeah. see that much action but he did okay. Actually, he did all right in the third place playoff as well.
0: Okay, let's not dwell on where and how he sustained the injury. Let's, let's look forward. Um, this is going to have a massive impact on the Scarlets and Wales. Um, let's start with Wales. Obviously, they got a game against the Barbarians coming up. Uh, and then the Six Nations. I mean, John Davis is is missing the Six Nations. Um, that's a major blow. Could miss the New Zealand Tour, looking at timeframes. Hmm. Rhys Patchell, you're probably missing the Six Nations, aren't you? Um, yeah. Three, four months. Yeah, that's going to miss the Six Nations. And So let, let's start with Wales then. How, how, do, how do Wales replace these two well
1: they've got an obvious pl- replacement for Jonathan Davis if the bloke I'm thinking of is fit Scott Williams uh, even though he Osprey's with dismal last weekend he was actually looked sharp and uh, you know he's replaced Jonathan Davis in the past when Davis has been out with injuries he also replaced Jamie Roberts when Roberts was out with uh, injuries and has been international Centre in his own right so he's a sort of uh, you know experienced guy and uh, and he's a really good rugby player as well who i would suggest could step into the fold there um you know as well adley parks is still uh, still there and uh, you know he's been a loyal left uh, lift lieutenant of Wayne Pivock over there uh, since uh, coming to the Scalas and before that in yeah, new zealand rugby you know they got a great relationship so i'd be surprised if parks uh, uh, isn't playing but i would you know I would suggest is a chance here. that Scott, this is could be a big chance for Scott Williams to come back into the international fold because it seemed to me last weekend that he looked over his back problems, which you know cost him perhaps a place at the uh, World Cup. The other guy who was in, there, of course, who came off the bench a lot and started the World Cup is Owen Watkin. So I, uh, I, you're probably looking at the centre combination from uh, uh, from those guys. Uh, because um, Owen Williams who had those few caps a few years ago sort of a playmaker in 12 he's still two months away from uh, fitness with Gloucester you know he's going to be out for nine months then so it'd be difficult for him to make a run at the Six Nations particularly as he'd have to get back in a Gloucester team first
0: yeah um, and obviously we got Barbarians in a couple of weeks um, yeah but you, I, I, I look at
1: that Barbarians uh, squad and I, but I'll be honest I'm a bit underwhelmed yeah, yeah, four yeah, South is. Africa World Cup winners in there but I thought that uh, uh, the Barbarians with Warren Gatlin as coach he'd be coming with us full of strength uh, you know, a, a crack World 15 maybe Keaton Reid playing Sergio Perez etc. But uh, no, it's not, a, it's not a great squad So and the match there's no caps on it for Wales if anything to me looking at that Barbarian squad the match has been devalued a bit. So maybe this is a game where we've got a pivot and start um experimenting rather than if the barbarians had come with a crack team Wales would have had to field the you know yeah. his best available team.
0: Well they were never going to get paris because I think Stade France needed more than uh, the barbarians uh, they they're not in too good a position but um obviously, yeah as it, as I said it's it's the end of the month um considering Hadley Parks the last we saw him was almost mummified in 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 his sort of uh look given given the amount of strapping he's wearing we don't see him being involved so Well you never we, know. We well potentially but uh you you'd think that we are gonna see an all new centre partnership. Um so beyond Watkin and Scott Williams, is there anyone else who can uh make make a play?
1: But could they perhaps throw in Owen Lena in the centre. Willis ha uh Hallerolo, uh is available for Wales to give him a go. Uh have a look at him on the international stage. Uh, good match to this good match. This is a good match now to Blood People and to uh, test them uh, to see if they are up there, you know, having a crack at the Six Nations. Uh, so there's, there's, there's two for you. Uh, Tyler Morgan's drifted down a peck in order uh, with the Dragons. So uh, I think that'd be doubtful. You know, argue, I'd argue the Dragons as Adam Warren's their best centre anyway. He has been capped by Wills before. Would he get a call? I, I doubt it and of course um, uh, where's are restricted only picking on base players for this match because outside the international window anyway well English guys not, base players are not going to be available so a lot of youngsters over there uh, are ruled out um, I'd be interested to see for, uh, about Lane Another centre I actually like, though he played on the wing last weekend, is Harry Millard. Yeah. I thought he was, uh, you know, he's excellent for Wales when he won the under twenty Grand Slam in uh, twenty sixteen, and he really showed up last season uh, outside centre with plenty of gas and uh, is really good fixing defenders, straightening and fixing defenders, putting people uh, putting people away. Um, but you know, <laughs> you know, the, the Wales coaching team, Pivak, Stephen Jones. Backs coach and all, you know, they've got some serious uh, cons- uh, thinking to do before this match. Who they actually uh, uh,
0: play? And then fly half. You mentioned there's no English-based players. So in the immediate future, without Patchell, no bigger because he's playing in England. Hands comes obviously out long term. It's looking like a two-horse race, isn't it?
1: Jared Evans, Sam Davis. What about for Dan Jones's name? Very good show. Yeah, very Dan, good show. Dan Dan Jones, um, Scarlet's having a really good uh, uh good season. He was Wales's funny enough, outside half when he won at under twenty grand slam, twenty sixteen. Um, you know, he's had some big wins for the Scarlets as well in Europe against Bartholomew. So
0: he hasn't had a has, has Wales call up, has he, at all? Uh
1: not a senior call up. No, um not sure what pivot is on him because he gave him a new contract. At the Scarlets, and he missed a couple of titles, so he, you know, he used to be in and out of the team. Needed uh, to toughen his defence up, uh, perhaps. But I, I like Dan Jones. I think he's a tidy footballer. Really good again people running onto the ball. You know, holds the line, and um, his passing puts people into uh, in, into space. Um, but I would suggest he's probably behind uh, Jared Evans and uh, Sam Davis. I know the Scarlets had been when Pivot was coach interested in Sam Davis. So I guess Pivak is quite likes him as a player. He's making a bit of a comeback at the um, since moving to the Dragons from the Ospreys. You know, he, last weekend the, the try he created against Edinburgh was a brilliant bit of play. You know, just delayed a pass and then give a lovely ball to send Warren over actually for a score. So he's a good player. Uh Jad Evans hadn't been going that well this season, but then started inside centre against um, against uh, the Cheetahs uh, but moved to the outside half within a 20 minutes after Jason Tucker was injured, played well in both positions. So uh, what would be, actually, what would be a really exciting combination oh, against uh, against the Barbarians would be Sam Davis at 10 and Jared Evans at uh, 12. John Melville, the Blues coach, uh, thinks that um, Evans could be a, a Tim Horan type of centre, you know, Uh with a great all-round game at in in that position, he'd be like a um, off the second playmaking role. That you know that'd be that'd be if you really want to experiment in this game, that would be something perhaps worth looking at.
0: Who would you have a fullback then? Because obviously, not not that Wales ever go with dual playmakers, but if you go with a ten-twelve, then your you fullback tends not to be a playmaker, which is why well, it's one of the reasons why Alex Good has so often been overlooked by England.
1: Yeah, well, um, obviously there's no Liam Williams. Half penny, is he fit? We don't know. He had a concussion at the end of the world, uh, or missed the game with the All Blacks, was it? With concussion? Yep. Yep, yeah, so we don't know about his uh, his availability. Uh, if you want to pick a really exciting fullback, if you're going to just go for it, you go for <laughs> Matthew, probably Matthew Morgan. But then, say you had Evans, Sam Davis, Matthew Morgan, all in the same team, you'd be a bit
0: worried perhaps about the defence. And does that fall into the the bracket of three playmakers
1: well Morgan rent, can't he yeah, yeah he, but he really, is more of a and a good runner yeah yeah Morgan though, he, can, he just beats people can't he? he's a you know, he's but like, you
0: probably want a strike runner more than a
1: yeah if you're thinking of a strike runner off those you'd be thinking probably Alan Memos as a strike runner from fullback you know for hitting gaps hitting holes
0: or Johnny McNichol yeah of course
1: it's Mc, uh, McNichol you like yeah. him at fullback I like him at fullback yeah that's where he'd probably um yeah, I'd probably pick. Yeah, yeah I would go with McNichol myself. You know, <laughs> thinking of, having I batted his corner for a while. Yeah, uh, McNichol is not just a strike runner though, and he's very creative. Yeah, and he sees things from the back. Um, you know, what about McNichol at fullback, and midfield? Sam Davis, Jared Evans, and Amos at outside centre, where he has played in the past a bit. And he's but he's got he's got the old Driscoll thing about him, where he can free, he freezes his arms in the tackle. And with the tackle regs, now people having the tattle lower, he must a brilliant player to play off because he always gets offloads in. Should it, would that actually oh, be his best I think, position? I
0: think you are getting a little bit excited for this. Uh, yeah, uh, it's not going to happen. But we're just no. dreaming. Just dreaming. It's no, it's nice the to barbarians
1: dream, just think of the free spirit of playing the barbarians.
0: Uh,
1: and with a squad they picked,
0: yeah, you'd like to see it. You would definitely like to see it. Um, and I suppose in the, in the Six Nations with with ten, you'd imagine that obviously bigger's going to get the start in jersey and. And then, it, I guess, one of one early, of Jarrod's...
1: Early days. It, it, if someone plays against the yeah. Barbance, that's a huge game. Uh, that's a big game, really impresses. Depends what Pivot's attitude is come the Sixth Nation. I suppose... Does he go with tried and tested or is he
0: thinking a year down the line? It's a nice... I suppose it's a nice start to the campaign. It's Italy first. Exactly. So you can you can probably go with the Gatland method of you know like he played he'd play Anscombe for 60 minutes and bring Dan Bigger on you could probably play a Jarrod or a Sam Davis and bring Dan Bigger on if things are going a little bit pear shape and then if worse comes to worse although you don't really want to dent someone's confidence that early into your reign Dan Bigger can then come in for the rest of Six Nations and steady the ship because
1: why does the ship need steady enough? I mean, what what well, because wants now, you, what we want, what Pivot wants, not just at number 10 in all the positions in the team,
0: it's for young people that come through and force the old heads out. You all have said it more than anyone else. Results matter. Yeah. And and a first Six Nations after Warren Gatland for Wayne Pivot, he'll know better than most that there'll be an expectation from the Welsh public, rightly or wrongly, that Wales will do well.
1: Will there? Will there be an expectation? I'm not so sure there will be. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, Gatlin's gone, no, you know, at, uh, Wales are not going to perform as well. So I don't know if there will but be that's, so much expectation on, which is that's, wrong, that's because not, Wales did
0: reach the semi-finals of the World Cup. What I'll say there, that's, that's, that's a sort of negative reaction. So even though there's not an expectation, it's because of people's negative connotations of where Wales you know I mean? will go after PIVAC, which still isn't a good thing, because then if it does go wrong, those people can say ah oh, well I told you so They're and not. so you, ke- you get that negative energy yeah, if it was but, but, if it was, but, but if it we was, have a lot of that in Wales yeah. anyway in whatever walk of life in Wales if it was people having the expectation that Wales won't do as well because they recognised it's a tough job take over that's a more forgiving sort of connotation to that uh, to, the, to the less expectations but I I think what you're saying there it's it's people being negative which isn't going to be good for an incoming coach which is why he'll know that he has to get results yeah yeah
1: that's right but they should get a result against Italy and they have got the, you know, three old matches they should beat Scotland in Cardiff and uh, yeah, France might be a coming force. so Wallen tipped in France to actually win the Six Nations so um,
0: Sean Edwards as well
1: yeah so um, and they of course they've uh, got loads of good players coming through because they won the last 220 uh, World Cups yep. whether this season be a bit early for them not sure. Um, you know, they're beatable, but in Cardiff, they'll be, uh, they'll be underdogs coming here against Wales, whatever. So then Wales got two weight games. England, to me, are the favourites for the, uh, the championship. Yep. And uh, Wales go to Ireland, where we're going to be playing, probably still going to be playing Dad's Army. Because, <laughs> um, you know, it seems like he's going to keep uh, Captain Manor in, uh, Johnny Saxon, 34, yep. uh, you know, uh, Private Pike and the rest of them. And, uh, uh and you, know, Andy Farrell's got a tough gig. Yeah, I say he's got a tougher gig than Wayne Pivac because Ireland got a lot more older players. However, those old players are capable of strangling teams. Yep. In uh, certainly in one-off matches uh, against the likes of Wales, you know, what could be more difficult actually for uh, Ireland is when they got to pick themselves up, as in mentally when they play someone like Italy away.
0: And what I would say is obviously the last time Wales went to Dublin was the last game they lost before that long winning streak. And it was probably the most Wayne Pivak rugby you'd seen on the Galland. You know, they they tested Ireland out wide. They were chasing a game, so they had to. They were chasing a game, but they kept themselves in it, and they played wide rugby, and they caused them problems. And that was against an Ireland team who was at the peak of its powers when it came to choking teams, and they choked Wales that day. And yet Wales still managed to find ways to wriggle out of being fully choked into submission. Mm. So there, well, there, there could be there could be a game plan there to get an island yeah. team which has gone well, off the well. world. Pyrrhic showed away way uh,
1: in when the scarlets won a pro uh, yeah, two games in pro, Dublin, yeah, pro twelve uh, by uh, running Munster and Leinster off the off the pack, uh, basically. However, I will point out the following season that Leinster gave one of the greatest performances I've I've seen by a provincial team when they hammered the scarlets in the uh, I think it was the following season Champions Cup semi final. And yeah, then, and they beat them first. in a final. Then they have uh, 14 awa- yeah. since both, both times they overpowered
0: them. That was my first, physically. yeah, first away trip that was with Wales Online. And that was, was uh, no yeah, well, yeah. Was oh, oh, a 20. Was it summer? Summer 2018, yeah. 18, 18, yeah. yeah. It was a um, sobering afternoon for the Scarlets, that was, yeah.
1: Um, one as bad as mine as the Champions Cup match.
0: No, the Champions Cup was the first, oh, the first, yeah, one, yeah that's yeah, the one yeah. I went to. Uh, yeah. That day, mine, I think Leinster
1: that day might have beat the All Blacks. Yeah, they were that you, good. you'd
0: have struggled. You'd have they struggled were that to find good, you know, teams that, that, who would have be, beaten them. They were yeah. just unplayable. Hmm. But um,
1: but that's the way to beat. Yeah, you know yeah. that is the way running it
0: round to beat
1: Ireland as the All Blacks just proved yet again yeah. at the World Cup. Ireland, a team like uh, like Wales and the Gatlin they're a bit limited, and uh, certain teams don't suit them. And um, you know, top of that list is is New Zealand because of their capability to move mm. the ball, their skill out of contact, and uh, and um, take you to places you don't want uh, to want to go. It's the same as if uh, Wales perhaps have played Japan at a World Cup. They might have found that very difficult. Rather than play straight-jack teams, straight-jacketed teams like Ireland, like England, and like South Africa, which suit Wales down to the ground arm wrestle. And yep. generally suit, you know, South Africa would have suited Ireland more than the All Blacks did.
0: Yeah, yeah, it would have. Um... So that's Wales taking care. Let's look at how it's going to affect the Scarlets, obviously the Scarlets are going well at the minute, but they would have you know, been looking forward to getting back to very experienced and, and senior internationals. Do,
1: do you know what, Ben? We're, I think Wales would be more affected by the absence of Jonathan Davis. Despite my praise of Dan Jones, I think that the Scarlets actually might be more affected by losing Rhys Patchell. Yeah, because if any, you know, because he uh, because he's been really good player for them, and you know he's not assured of a place with the Wales team. He probably had been assured of a place with the uh, Scarlets, though he would have to force his uh, way back in the team because their uh, new coach Brad Moore, I think he would uh, reward players who've done well so far. So I think you'd have to, you know, not get in on reputation wash your way back in, but Patchell, you know, Patchell at his best, he was, uh, you know, he played really well during that season when they won that um, title. And uh, and p- apart from last season when he had a, a bad spell, when he um, he was afflicted by, you know, recovering guess, from his yeah. injuries, at, uh, he's been a good uh, acquisition for the uh, uh, scarlets. And of course, they need depth. Uh, him and Dan Jones, they two very good number tens. Yeah, they have got Angus O'Brien there these days, and uh, the experienced. Englishman, Ryan Lamb, is uh has been there on a short term uh, contract. They might have to keep him on now anyway, with Patchell being injured. Uh but um you know they'll want to keep Dan Jones uh, fit now. But you know, you look at their um at their big name players and I'd say Patchell is definitely a big name player at the Scarlet.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm. Um because like, we weirdly, you know, that there's probably less experienced players to step in for Wales than there is for the Scarlets in in many ways in that fly half position but now the burden's all on Dan Jones which he'd have have had his fair share of game time had Rhys Patchell come back fit now it's it's the Dan Jones show for the best part of the season Mm, I mean we're not looking at Rhys Patchell coming back probably till
1: well, it could be back towards the tail end of Six yeah. Nations, but you know Wales would have to be in a crisis for have any hope of playing in the Six Nations. Um, I suppose the
0: good thing is the way the way the Scarlets have started the yeah. season. They look they the, the, look like they can challenge on.
1: Yeah, both I fronts. think it's good for Dan to be playing regularly anyway. Yeah. Rhythm and all the rest, uh, confidence, and uh, you know Europe starts this weekend, and it's actually good for the Scarlets from the point of view of developing those players on in the Inter Challenge Cup, not in the Champions Cup. You know they got to be uh, depending on the approach to the tournament. They just to, you'd consider them one of the favourites to win the Challenge Cup, and uh, you know plays can develop in the Challenge Cup, whereas in Champions Cup is almost like test rugby.
0: Yeah, I will that the So yeah. some of the teams in the, in the in the Challenge Cup.
1: Oh yeah, I mean it's top, it's it, top it teams in there but outers, Although, teams don't always approach the Challenge Cup in the same manner as they approach the
0: Champions uh, Although for some of them there's a reason the Like there's a reason they're there you know, you look at Leicester Tigers and think big name and then you see them on the pitch and you go, oh no, there's, there's a reason why they're there um,
1: yeah. But they will of course improve because they're going to be reinforced now they've got the Argentines coming in, etc, etc they've got a, you know, a, a World Cup team coming I in virtually
0: I, I think there's bigger problems Mm nothing I, I don't think that's going to be improved overnight. Um so yeah that's obviously it, da- it's all on Dan Jones. Hmm. Centre with, with the Scarlets. Um yeah, as- Asquith and, and Hughes have gone really well. Yeah. You'll have Parks coming back into the mix. Um so it probably doesn't hit them as hard, but yeah
1: it does J- the fact. Jonathan Jonathan bit, Davis is, is hmm. just
0: such a loss. Yeah. Mm.
1: Asquith's a good player. A lovely nuts and bolts player, like that, isn't he? You know, but perhaps he hasn't got uh, yeah, I wouldn't say he's blessed with a you know fantastic amount of pace.
0: Uh, but I always yeah, think I always think the Scarlets get away with that because they don't need the pace because they're very good at putting people way. into space. They let the ball do the work so you you know, people like you know, Asquith can play on the wing or he can play centre. You know, Hadley Parks when he first came to Scarlets played on the wing a lot. You know, Steph Evans isn't naturally the fastest but because he pops up in different areas comes in at first receiver You know, is capable of being a playmaker you don't need the pace which maybe is why when certain players do come in from the Scarlet system into the test arena where under Warren Gatlin maybe they weren't playing that style of rugby Like someone like Steph Hughes probably looked a bit wasted because they were just giving him Steph him Evans. Steph Evans. Yeah. So, you know, Steph Hughes. Maybe. He yep. might, yeah, no, you never know. He might get a call up soon. Um. Yeah. Steph Evans. You know, because he wasn't doing what he's doing for the Scarlets, which was, you know, popping up at first receiver, taking one two from the scrum half around the rucks. You know, all that sort of. I suppose it's it's like what James Simpson Daniel used to do. You know, it was it was like, it was sometimes like having a fly half on the wing, in in the way that you you distribute the ball with Wales he's just getting he's getting the ball out wide and trying to step his way through trouble which at test rugby he, he might not be able to do he, he, um, he's gone well mind he minute.
1: is you know it's great to see him back and firing and at his best you know it's, it's, it's finding, finding a way yeah. for
0: Wales to get the best out of him like the Scarlets do which I which I hope they do mm. Mm.
1: the Scarlets in a sense we said about the unwell Jonathan Davis centre wise you know perhaps nothing out of the ordinary However, out wide, you got Steph Evans and, you know, Roman looking for work. Got J- McNichol in the back three, plus, well, it, 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 hopefully he's fit or going to get fit, Lee Halfpenny. You know, you can play Halfpenny on the wing if you wanted, or McNichol on the wing. Yeah. So, you know, you've got good players out wide who can finish and they can create. So, uh, you know, that's quite a nice, uh, it's, it's, it's quite a nice headache uh, to have, isn't it?
0: not bad
1: you know Steph has been a key uh, Steph is a good like you said he's cropping up everywhere did I say it His well, best when he's cropping up everywhere he's like Shane Williams Yeah. you know he can beat people in traffic and uh, he makes things happen doesn't he and others play off him uh, he's really good at that sort of game yeah we didn't see it much of Wales perhaps we did when Howley was in charge when Wales hammered Scotland I think in uh, 2017 the first match when it was nearly all scarlets in the back line yeah yeah, you know, and uh, no, that's a, that's a fair yeah, point. You know, Wales played Scarlet rugby that day. They did, and they were really good at it. They took Scotland apart. Yeah, so uh, you know, Patrick was outside half, and uh, I think, yeah, uh, I think it was like only one back at uh, was wasn't at Scarlet's player, if I remember rightly, something like
0: that. I'm Sam Walton, and you're listening to the Welsh Rugby Podcast. Um, let's stay with the Scarlets Let's move on to Europe then um, They're playing London Irish This weekend That's a nice Nice tasty start To to Europe isn't it Because London Irish Looked quite good on the weekends. I know they played uh, Leicester Yeah But you know They got people like uh, Nick Phipps Waisaki in the holo
1: so, if they come over those guys yeah, it's going to be a good be, game isn't it yeah it's, and the Scarlets they've got a history against uh, London Irish in Champions Cup and uh, yeah. England Cups 2006-2007 uh, yeah they played them a couple of, you know, a couple of different seasons I can remember going there to cover a game Scarlets were totally uh, uh, I can't remember the year but I think so. I used to be with Scarlets captain because I remember interviewing afterwards and the Scarlets were coming out of a trough when they remember they'd had a couple of seasons when they'd done nothing in Europe they I mean, lost like 9 out of 10 or something something like that I don't know anyway a lot of matches and uh, everyone was expecting a lot of people uh, certainly the English were expecting the uh, London Irish to duff up the Scarlets and the Scarlets were um uh, beat them so it the was M- a M- fantastic before- it was a great game the Maciejski? yeah 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 it was a great game and he, I remember used to be saying afterwards because outlaw the Scarlets had beaten that was one of their best ever performances in Europe Demarcian. what a day that was it was brilliant Demarcian. and even better on the way home was I was in the uh, services with two of my mates when a busload of Scarlets. Dyads turned up there, and my mates who were Scarlet fans had set me up. I put it, and we sat at this table in a coffee shop right in the window. And when he came in, he said, It's Andy Owl. <laughs> I met so all these Scarlet uh, fans, was uh, serenading me with Scarlet songs.
0: I don't, I don't, I don't know if serenading oh. is the right word. Um, oh, they're
1: great people. They The guys who got on top with the Scarlet. I they mean, they are fantastic. They're a great company. I meant more for and, you. Nah.
0: Uh, well, you know. <laughs> Is that the game that Mark, is that the one where Mark Jones scored the yeah, I think a chip chip into the corner? I got a feeling it was. That was it really 2000. They hung on to win or something. Yeah. I know
1: I got it was end to end and all that. I want
0: to say 2009, 2010. <sighs> uh, do you know what? I I think the night before
1: I covered Sales Sharks against Cardiff Blues. Yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah. Um, Aye. Oh so, uh, yeah, covered Sale. Uh, yeah, Sale Sharks been up there the night before and. Uh, 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 took us nine hours to get the stock put from Cardiff oh, traffic problems that's, that's, a M, that's M, commitment M5. that's commitment M6. to the course.
0: cause because yeah they played London Irish when they um, when they had that run to the semi-final 2006 seven. they played them in the group stages when they they won all six pool stage matches um, if you remember correctly obviously they beat uh, people remember the Toulouse games more than the Munster court mm-hmm. final but they, they played London Irish that season yeah I
1: covered, them up, I covered them up there that time as well
0: look at you mate you've, yeah. you've done all the games yeah it was a Friday night game if I remember rightly so then, that one probably was yeah so how, how do we see this weekend's match going because um, the Scarlet's are, are sort of chugging along nicely um, but you know it's always a nice barometer to sort of throw in a, a Gallagher's premiership team isn't it
1: yeah obviously it depends what team London Irish uh, come there with and the same team Scarlet's but I would imagine like Scarlet's Want to keep going? Pick a strong team. I don't see why not. And uh, you know, I expect them to win on our own soil, which will set up the rest of their campaign. Thing is, in Europe, if you lose a home match, you're playing catch up. Yep. So if they got serious, uh, uh, serious ambitions about this tournament, then you're going to need to start with a bang,
0: with a big performance. So. They should be targeting because obviously, yeah, well, I expect them to beat London Irish. You know, we were we were at the launch last week, and and the Blues are being introduced as the only Welsh team to have won a, Europe, a European trophy which I mean it, it's factually accurate but for the other three regions you must be thinking we should be joining them on that pedestal and, and for the Scarlets who have been so good in the Champions Cup the last few seasons the Challenge Cup should be eminently winnable
1: well of course it should be absolutely there should be a big goal to win this tournament this, uh, this um, season you know Um yeah, you know they should be one of the better teams. and looking at their form in a, in the tournament. Um, if you can get through your uh, pool, get a home quarterfinal. And then uh, you know it does really get serious after the knockout stage, I suppose. A bit of you know. At the moment, it could be a bit of a a bit of Who's picking who? You know, who's picking who? And uh, what strength uh, opposition they're going to face? But uh, this is you know, Scarlets really they need to make perhaps a to finally win a European trophy, which they've come so close to doing in the uh, in the past. I think that'd be great for the um, for the region.
0: Okay, that brings us nicely on to the Blues, Cardiff Blues.
1: Never write them off, Ben, in Europe because uh, the, the Blues like the no. Scarlets because they have both got pedigrees. And they
0: love this. They yeah, love this. Yeah, and they
1: love it, you know. but The uh, European tournament's doing them on,
0: so some of their best rugby is That's produced a, in Europe. And as as first two games go, it's a nice combination because obviously they've got a trip to Calvisano this weekend. They've hit a bit of form last weekend against the Cheetahs. You'd expect them to, to sort of...
1: Yeah, yeah, that's just stress. It's a Cal club side. We're not talking one of the Italian Exactly, yeah. So, so you, you, some you'd, you'd, player, you'd so expect them to pros. sort of,
0: you know, have a nice hit out this weekend. Yeah, you expect them to go there and get a bonus point. Yeah, and, and then it's Leicester Tigers the weekend after what at a great the Arms fixture. Park.
1: So if they can go over there now, do a big job, big thing. and well, What they should be looking to do is go over there, smash them. Yep. Big Big performance and because Leicester despite their position in the Gala Premiership are still one of the top clubs in Europe as in prestige etc the Blues should be looking to sell that game out against Leicester so I think it's important to have a, yeah. I think it's important to um, put up a big performance in Italy take it really seriously to, to boost the potential sale of tickets for the match with Leicester because Leicester you know that's the sort of Team, people come out the sort of name people come out and want to watch yep I'm already looking at tickets you know me yeah i got a rare Saturday off yep yeah. oh, it's unusual for you to have any time off Ben oh well
0: you know uh, I thought you were hitting a golf course over your golf slacks you got on oh there we go there's yeah. the first first mention of the trousers on the podcast
1: yeah the Payne Stewart trousers say <laughs> what I'm still, Very nice there, ben.
0: we'll have to put a photo of that now on Twitter won't we yeah, of the, uh, the... which is a nice time to plug that we've got a uh, a new Twitter account for the podcast See what I did there? Lovely little segue. Um, so, yeah, if you are enjoying the podcast, you want to follow it on a dedicated Twitter account, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Welsh Rugby Pod. That's that out the way. Do give it a follow, uh, and you can sort of let us know there what you want us to do in the future with the podcast, where you want it to go, uh, who you want us to interview next. Let's get back to the rugby. Ospreys against Munster. You had your finger up there like you were going to say something. I was just going to mention one thing though, about the
1: Blues. Is Of course, our colleague Simon Thomas has been trumpeting uh, Ben Thomas. That's exciting really, to watch. Really exciting talent. Ben is. He plays outside half or inside centre. Okay, he's playing for Cardiff RFC last week in the Ahmed Vale in the cup, Welsh cup. Uh, but you could see that he, uh, you know, some of the uh, things he's got about him, his game, Another person who stands up defenders, passes at the right time, straightens, lets the ball do the work, and he's also got a, um, you know, he's got good shape on him. He's a strong lad. He certainly one to watch if he does play this weekend. Um, you know that would be exciting. Perhaps they'd have a midfield of um, of uh, Jared Evans at ten, Ben at uh, twelve maybe they'll give Owen Lane if he's available after the, mm. which he should be really after the World Cup because he didn't go out until
0: late put him at 13 Mul- not be good I was going to say Mulvish, John Mulvihill um, don't know why I'm calling him Mulvish, um, he sees uh, Ben Thomas as a natural 10 doesn't he who can play 12 so it's very much a case of, of like I'll, Jared Evans um, and okay. I think the minute I saw that Jared was playing 12 last week against Cheaters my first thought was they're, they're going to be sort of short on 10-12 cover in the next few weeks
1: Maybe, maybe Ben will you'd play love, 10 you'd, and love, to, you'd love to
0: see you'd love to see Ben and Jared uh, play together that's yeah, what we're going to see this weekend which J-
1: is J- exciting Jason J- Tubby got injured last weekend so yeah. I don't know I doubt he's available this week so uh, you know one of those is probably going to have to play or certainly one of them would have to play at 10 you would imagine so uh, that'd be a nice little combination yeah. so uh, you know whoever they pick should win over there but the, but the b- bigger the message they send out the better
0: um, you know their task is a lot easier than that of the Ospreys Indeed lovely little segue there Andy so yeah, you're on form today um, so yeah they got Munster Champions Cup yeah they are They're the Wales is sole representative in the Champions Cup obviously beat Scarlet in the playoffs uh, last year um, Europe isn't going to feel like much of a, a sort of a solace for them is it at the minute to get away from their troubles in the Pro 14
1: no Whereas uh, you know, if you were struggling in the um, Pro 14, you could go into the Challenge Cup and it could be a bit of an, um, a relief, welcome relief. This is the exact opposite for the Ospreys because it was you know they were at the lowest of lows last week against the Kings. Now they're facing a Munster team around form. Yeah, you know you know Munster in Europe, their pedigree is uh, they you know they play for, they're fantastic. They play for the jersey. If if anything, they punch above their perhaps weight. And uh, they'll be coming to the Liberty, not just to do a to win a match, they'll be coming here as well, I think, to get a bonus point because yep. they'll see this as an opportunity against the Ospreys because in the group they're in, that's where it could come down to for qualification to the quarterfinals.
0: Although, ironically, the last time they were in the Champions Cup was the last time that they were under pressure in this manner and that a head coach was, was under pressure. Um, two years ago, Steve Tandy... Uh, eventually got the sack, but it was the Champions Cup that probably kept him in that job a little bit longer because they went in the Champions Cup and played without pressure, and they they nearly beat Saracens in their own backyard, and that's the game that got Sam Cross a Wales cap. It, 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 as much as we say it won't provide much solace, it There's... did it did allow those Ospreys boys to who weren't performing well in the league to go out and just.
1: Yeah, it was a big Just diff- play. It was a big difference there, not Ben Ospreys I know they had Dan Bigger and they had Reece yeah, Webber halfbacks. You know, Ospreys had a lot better players available for this match. Some of their stars are not going to be available, you know. And as understanding is, Alan Win Jones is not available no. because of Wales is Justin Tipperidge available no, because of Wales. They'll hopefully World get
0: cup. hopefully get a few of the hopefully fringe boys. Adam
1: Beard will be playing. Uh Allard Bradley Davis, Davis, Davis he, he might, he should play if they pick him. Uh, which you suspect they would. Uh Owen Watkin, I don't see no reason myself why he, he 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 shouldn't play. And um but they've also got a massive injury list as well, which has deprived them of some of their other really good players. They're like, you know, your Dan Evans, not available, Sam Parry not available, um Keelan Giles, Luke, Luke Morgan, Luke Corey Allen. You know, Corey Allen. The list is almost uh Endless, isn't it? Yeah. So they're missing a heck of a lot of boys. James King, good forward at our level, you know, play positions. So, uh, you know, they, they are struggling. They, a bit, they remind me of, at the moment with all the injuries of the situation Scarlett's found themselves in last season yeah. when they were just hamstrung by injuries. And didn't matter what side they put out on the field, they were going to find it difficult. And he Osprey's in that tight. Um, but unfortunately, you know, they got champions. Uh, you know, they in, in a low in that, you know, the first team to lose at home to Southern Kings in Pro 14 only the second Welsh region the Kings have, uh, have beat Ospreys were uh, dismal you know there's a lot of it seems to me as though there's a, a lot of problems there I know Alan Clark, their coach this week has come out and says he doesn't think it's a coaching issue and all but the pressure is uh, is right on him and it could intensify because Tandy got the boot two years ago and the Ospreys were a lot better then than they are now
0: What did you make of uh, Alan Clark's quote? There was a quote It was um, something along the lines of I was happy with the game plan and people who understand rugby will know that the game plan we played against the Kings was perfect. Which I imagine what he's implying that they went out there to play, you know, to to boss the Kings in in, in the scrums, in the pack. And it's only, you know, a breakaway try from uh, from a kick-off and Gosper's were sixteen 0 down,
1: mind, and the Kings did play quite well early on. Yeah. yeah.
0: What, what do you make of that quote? Because for me, I, I can see where he's coming from. Yeah, I and, can as well. Yeah. But then at the end of the day, they, 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 did, yeah, they, yeah, I don't, I don't think they managed the game well in the last ten minutes. So that, that contradicts his statement for me.
1: Yeah, it does because in, you know they should have gone on to win that game in those last ten minutes, and, and and they failed. Um, you know, should he, I? As we discussed the other day. I thought he should have kept Luke Price on there after had gone off for an, James. Hooker gone off for HIE. Um you know, I think they panicked a bit really by sending up back on, which especially as Price had just created a try for Anno uh, Dirksen and um, they, they should have gone and won that game. Yeah, they did. They got in the right areas and they, you know, their forwards went well in a match. The line went well. The scrum was um, was decent and they got in there but he says a game plan, you know, worked perfectly. They put game plan never because they didn't implement it fully because their skills weren't good enough. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of inaccuracies in that game. And uh, uh, they, they're, they're yes. the kings off the hook. Now, is some of that down to confidence? A lack of confidence? You know, when, you, when you're when you lacking confidence, you do make... You, people tend to be under pressure. and yeah. uh, You tend to make them all and the It's okay, the weather was atrocious. But uh, that did not explain some of the inaccuracies in their game. And there were times uh, doing it when you wondered what they were trying to do.
0: I also think whether that whether what he said is right or wrong i don't think a quote like that helps you because when, when you're saying like pe- it, only people who understand rugby will will know that the game plan was perfect when you just lost to the worst team in the league a lot it's it's an easy response for a lot of people to go well i understand rugby and you and yeah. you lost it, you just open yourself up to that to that criticism i don't i don't think it's the yeah. it's, the, it's not co- the great it, to me to that's, to say that's two things that that quote
1: strikes me a bit of actually about you know a bit of arrogance and uh, almost um questioning what well, the public know about rugby. Plus, I think as well he's perhaps he's burying his head in the sand a bit. You know. Uh yeah, he's saying about the game plan. By saying that, of course, he is trying to deflect pressure off himself because who, who devised a game plan? You would imagine it was Alan Clark. Um so uh you know, I think he's uh he's got ai wouldn't I don't <laughs> he's got a massive amount to do to win over All Space fans. Because I suggest, since he's been in charge, he's lost a lot. You know, he's lost of uh, lost a lot of backing from the, from from them, which I think is uh, which you can probably see in a, um, in the attendances.
0: Okay, and then we'll move on to the final match uh, that we're we're looking at: Dragons in Challenge Cup action against Cast. Am I right, and saying that's right? Yeah, yeah. Good. Just wanted to make sure that I made the right notes.
1: I... Uh, Maybe I, guess, I believe Cast Cast certainly won two recent French championships. Definitely won. I got a feeling they might win a second one. I got the final. Uh, you testing me. The Cast is a strange one, Cast, because they've been in Champions Cup loads of times. They tend to try the first match or whatever, but really they're not that interested in Europe. They yeah.
0: to concentrate on France. But then the Dragons. I don't think they're going to be interested in Europe. I think Dean Ryan's indicated that it's, it's all on the Pro Fourteen.
1: Yeah, but I don't know why you saying that, because with all due respect to the uh, Dragons, the Dragons are not, same as the Ospreys already probably, they're not going to qualify for the Pro 14 playoffs, and they're probably not going to get in next season's Champions Cup, so I would argue, well they might as well throw Sonic at the Challenge Cup, to give their, you know, to offer their support as a rare hope if you like and yeah. build on some of the good things that Dean Ryan is doing there I don't see why they need to write off the Challenge Cup um, you know I think that's ridiculous I think this could be their best opportunity of getting somewhere this season and you get a run in a Challenge Cup you know they win this match this week and if they, win, if they win next week you build confidence then to go back into the Pro 14 and they need to make Ronnie Parade a fortress which it used to be, you know, I'm talking four or five years ago. It was a fortress for years, but it's not any longer. They start rebuilding that. So, at the minimum, in Europe, they need to target their home games. And even though Cast have been really good side and got good players and won these French titles, it's just sort of match the Dragons, good test of the Dragons, but it's sort of match the Dragons can win. Because I know it's the old cliche, you know, we always say, oh, the French, they're bad travellers. Classic example is Cast, because they often not that interested. No. You know, they're different they propo- approach Europe totally differently to um, Toulouse or Toulon as an example or Racine who want to win Europe you know Casco in there with a I dare I say perhaps Casco in with a a Dragons type attitude if you like uh, you know that um, don't think it's that way as the Scarlets go into Europe with a similar attitude to you Toulouse is Toulon they're trying to you know they think they can be right up there and can win the tournaments
0: yeah okay um, I think all that's left to do is get your predictions on the weekend so Scarlet's London Irish Scarlet's Blues at Calvisano Blues Osprey's against Munster Munster and then Dragons against Cast
1: Not I'm going to go Dragons
0: there we on go on that one uh, uh, yeah a bit of
1: hesitation still, I still think it's still I'd it be, be really interested to who see sh- who shows up for Cast
0: indeed it will there we go, that's it for today's podcast. Uh We'll be back again next week. I think the boy Matthew Southcombe will be in the hot seat. Ooh, who's Math- he? Matthew Southcombe. Where's he um, been? I've seen him for oh, about eight weeks. He's been on holiday. Hey, where? he's been on hey, holiday in nice. Japan. Yeah. Oh, I-, I hear it's quite nice this time any of the
1: World Cup when he, while he was over there?
0: You well, might have seen the odd match. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, he'll be in the hot seat, I believe, next week as I take a...
1: Is that why we've uh, got a post of him up on a wall most wanted? <laughs> <laughs> I think Southcom's bounty enders. Yeah,
0: so i will be taking a in, in, in inverted commas well deserved break. You do, Ben. You
1: you did, yes, I will give you a bit of credit. You do deserve this break. You've put a lot you've also put a lot in. You you youngsters, you've put a lot in over the World Cup. And now of course you've built the podcast up, the game line, etc. The danger for you is that you now are creating a spot for Southcombe reap the reap the rewards
0: of your good work oh, I don't think there's any danger of that Um yeah so that's it uh, for this podcast yep yeah, South will be back next week but in the meantime you can catch all the European rugby from this weekend on Wales Online